You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, I get the thumbs up to do a podcast with Al. Al, how are you? Oh, oh pretty good. I've got to, uh, real quick, i got to get back to this tipping thing real quick. Yeah. I didn't tweet at you. I didn't text you. I figured I'd save it for today. Because I had this happen over the weekend. I know you love this topic. The topic of tipping. Sure, so, I love it. Yeah. So, on Saturday, we uh, came back into Manhattan for my wife's birthday. Wound up taking, she's a huge Friends fan. Uh, my boys actually like the show too. So, like for her birthday, I took her to the Friends Experience. How was that? On it, honestly, I'm not a Friends fan. Uh, the show's okay. I don't, you know, I like it. It was it exceeded my expectations. Wow! I actually really enjoyed it. It was an hour and a half. You go at your own pace. Couldn't have been better. Now we talk about all this nonsensical tipping. So in this place, they've got all these sets made up of the apartment, the guy's apartment, the coffee shop, like. All these scenes from the years and years, and of you the can show. sit in there and take photos. Yes, as many as you want. How do they stop everyone from needing to be in the? Photo? You're online. Okay, so you, you know you're kind of online. You follow in line, and every time before you get to a prop set, there's an area where there's memorabilia, so that you're not just standing there. There's things to look at, and you can really take as much time as you want. But when you get to the prop set. Like the the pivot couch scene with the they got the stairs. There's a an employee that's sitting there, and they're like, "Listen," and they tell you in the beginning, "You have your card. Scan your card. We are going to take a professional photo of you, but we'll be more than happy to take a picture on your camera too. Not it's up to me to do it. They will do it. When I tell you that not one, not two, but every single one of these employees was not only willing but more than happy to snap as many photos as you wanted." after they took their professional photo, it was the nicest group of people I've ever seen. And we got done with the tour, and I said to my wife, why didn't I tip these people? Like, they couldn't have been nicer. And I went in, I went to the last person in the coffee shop, and I gave her $10 to where you would have thought I gave her a million bucks. And I'm thinking, that's how you tip people. Right, because their service was good. That was so good, I should give them a few bucks. Yes! Not... I'm obligated now to give this person a couple dollars. Agreed. And I'll give you one more on the day for the tipping. 
We went to Little Italy for dinner right after. To a really nice the place was great, awesome. The bill was more than it should have been. I'll get to that in a minute too. The bill comes, and I guess it said any bill over a hundred dollars, they automatically add a fifteen percent gratuity. Okay. If you would like to add more, please feel free. To which I did to make up. I think I gave them twenty one or twenty two percent. If you figure out the math, I like to make it an even number at the bottom. Yeah, I like an even number as well. I had no problem with that. Now I don't usually like being forced to give a tip. The fifteen percent was on it, but it wasn't like they put twenty five percent. Right. They didn't even put twenty percent. And I bet you a lot of people just say, "Oh, the tips on there and walk out." Correct. And they short their staff. Last one, and then I'm sure you've got a million things. Oh yeah, Jerry, you know me. When you go to a restaurant and they read off the specials to you. What does that signify to you? Um, well, one, I, I can't pay attention enough. Like, I want them to okay. write it down. But I, Fair I'm enough. always told that this is the stuff they need to get rid of. They need to get rid of. I always thought it would be a little less because it was a special. Oh, I see what you're saying. That's like, what uh, I here's thought. the sale item. Yeah. So I was about to get this spicy shrimp dish that was like $45 or the something. special. The guy talks about the specials, really broken English. Something about a cheese wheel and homemade pasta, and it was my one day. I've been off pasta for two weeks now, but I figure we're going to Italian restaurant. One day I'm going to get off it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get the homemade pasta. It's a special. So I order it, and as I order it, Matthew goes, oh, you're really going to, what did he say? You really want to burn up that uh, check? I'm like, why? He's like, well, what you just ordered? I'm like, it was a special. What do you mean? Apparently there was black truffle shavings on it, whatever that is. My my son worked in a restaurant for a year. He goes, you'll see. So after we finish, before the bill comes over, I'm like, all right, over under on my special. I'm like, I'll set it at 40 bucks. Kim goes, I'll take the over. My other son's like, I don't know. I'm like, okay. Matthew goes, over, way over. I'm like, for a homemade pasta, like, it was good. Well, not good. $109. For your dish? Apparently, the amount of black truffle... I guess this black truffle is really expensive. You know who's a big truffle guy? Remember, uh, Craig used to love to get truffle stuff. It doesn't stuff. taste like anything, yeah. though. I tasted one with the... It was gross. So I literally sat there. The meal was good after I picked all the truffle off and put it to the side, and it was $109. Right. The thing that made it $109, you picked off and put on the side. I didn't even hear that there were truffles on it. I don't even know what a truffle is. I don't either. It looked like chocolate, tasted like crap. That's all I can tell you. I'm sure it's probably something people will write me and say, how could you say it's not good? It's right. amazing. It wasn't. It sucked. But 100 bucks I spent on Damn. a pasta dish. <laughs> 109 just for your portion. Just for mine. Man, and you had the whole family there. My wife got the you know big pasta dish. It was $28. The boys got pizza, $18 each. 100 bucks. Like, 109 got, What an ass. Well, you you set the whole thing uh, completely off of its um, axis. Yeah, the I average. Did. You I, really knocked the average up. God, average darn per it. meal. Yes, and the tip goes up. Oh, I feel right. like an idiot now. Your tip goes up. Anyway, hmm. there's my tipping and weekend story. I need ideas for um, snacks to eat at work. Well, because you're bored. I I for whatever reason, when I'm here at work, I'm starving all the time. Yeah, so am I. I saw my. But I'm at home. I could go all morning and not eat. Because you're staying busy. Yeah. So, I, like, I eat like a, I get, have a Jones bar 
at seven. The hell is a Jones at, bar? It's like a granola bar. Okay. I have that at uh, six twenty. That's the first thing you eat for the day. No, I eat a, when I'm at home. I eat a big thing of yogurt with blueberries and granola. I mean, a big thing, Jerry. <laughs> I eat that at two a.m. Holy crap! So you're not into this whole fasting? No. For fifteen or sixteen hours, you wake up, you eat. Eating right immediately. Okay. Then I get to work and you eat. I have a banana at at. Uh, <laughs> And I'm the fat one. At 4 a.m. <laughs> right. 6.20, I have this Jones bar. I'll tell you what I have been doing, but I, I, I'm tired of it. Okay. I have been eating a big spoonful of peanut butter. That's awesome. Like twice a show. Yeah, I like that. I'm just getting annoyed by it. Like You're not bored doing, it. Yeah, it's not doing it for me. Well, but I don't beef, know what else. Beef jerky, which is very expensive right now. Yeah. But it is very good. I, you won't eat. tell you what, a great snack, but you won't eat it, is the hard-boiled egg. Yeah, I hate a hard-boiled I love eggs, hate a hard-boiled egg. You have three hard-boiled eggs, you're good for a couple of hours. Yes, I know. But you don't like that. No. Um, you could you could microwave the eggs. I know you're not going to do that. Because oh, I eat eggs for lunch when I go home. So that's out. Um, I know, is what I'm saying, Jerry. Uh, yeah, you could bring in a piece of grilled chicken. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong. I do that from time to time. You could make meatballs and put them in the refrigerator. You could bring... Two balls in a sack. <laughs> Two balls in a sack, I see. That would be you, tasty. You could do that. Um, trying to think just based on how you eat, what else you could have. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's Well, you've, lim- you've limited yourself in what you eat. Yeah, that I have done. And that to me has been, for the last couple of weeks, I've been off bread and pasta. And it is really difficult um, from the standpoint of what's in my house. What's available, and when you don't eat pasta or bread, uh, it, it sandwiches are kind of out. Although yep. I did go buy Ezekiel bread, yeah, I like that. Um, so I will start making a couple of sandwiches from time to time again. There's just there's not much. Like I, you know, I don't. I yeah. went to Atlantic City last Friday night. No joke. We went to watch this cover band play, and there they had pretzels out and all this stuff. I went to the snack bar and the, like the. The souvenir shop, and I bought this big bag of beef jerky. I'm having tequila and beef jerky. My wife's like, "What has happened to you?" I'm like, "Well, I'm trying to do this." Yeah, tequila like, this and isn't beef easy. jerky. Yeah, there's, there's not much you can eat. Yeah, you really do limit yourself. Very much so. Even going out to dinner, unless you go to a stay like the Italian restaurant we went to, I was going to end up getting the spicy shrimp dish. But if I didn't get that out, there's not much else on the menu to order. Yeah, the, the yeah. Right, it's, it's mainly steaks, is like what, right. But and that, they, I don't think this place, this place did have a grilled chicken dish, and I would have had to tell them to not put it over the angel hair pasta that it came over. But they didn't have a steak dish on the menu. It was loaded with Italian foods and cheeses and pastas. I'm like, they're for her birthday, but I'm like, Christ, there's nothing to eat here. Yeah, restaurants are tough. I went to, uh, I specifically went to a. Uh, what they call a greasy spoon diner yesterday because Bruce Springsteen goes there, and I was hoping to bound, run into him. I did not. Mm-hmm. Now, well, I figured you would have led with that this morning at 5 o'clock if you did. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Roberto's Freehold Grill I went to. Okay. I could not fathom Bruce Springsteen walking in there. It yeah, is a tiny. That's the beauty of it. It is a. It's no bigger than this studio with the counter, a couple tables. And what would you eat? I get steak and eggs everywhere I oh, go. Oh, okay. Scrambled eggs, some steak. 
It's delicious coffee. But, uh, yeah, I was hoping to run into Bruce Springsteen. Did mm. not happen, Jerry. I'm sorry to hear that. Unfortunately, did not happen. You don't get tired of the steak over and over? No. See, I do. I, I mean, I eat chicken as well. But I like a ground beef, steak, chicken, eggs. The thing that is amazing I don't get sick of is eggs. I mean, eat eggs every day. See, I did that for a while. It's hard for me to make eggs now. Yeah. Like, just the thought of them sometimes. Like, yeah. That's what I'm getting with this scoop of peanut yeah. butter in my mouth. And I love the peanut butter. Yeah. Because I don't do that often. It is what about good. cashews? Unsalted raw almonds or cashews? I have those at home. I could do a little cashews. I mean, a good handful. I'm not saying have the four like Howard Stern used to recommend. Then for a snack, you have four cashews. <laughs> have a good handful. You know? I could do that. You could even get them with sea salt on them. Yeah. The ones I have at home now that I got it from Costco are the raw ones. Okay. Very good. Yeah, so you could bring those in. Very good. I think we're making headway here. Got All right. Things. Cashews. I'm going to try cashews next. Are you a celery guy? What about like a celery uh, and peanut butter boat? Oh, that's interesting. That is phenomenal. Well, hummus. Very hard to find a good hummus that's uh, mm. not filled with uh, bad, All right. bad ingredients. I mean, I'm trying to help here. Yeah, no, no. That's difficult. That's a difficult one. No, you helped. Cashews, very good. That's okay. a good idea. And uh, maybe the celery adding something to my mm-hmm. peanut butter might yeah. help. I know you wouldn't do it, but... When I was a kid, we used to do um, two, one of two things. Cottage cheese with the celery. I love cottage cheese, but whatever. Or we used to fill the celery with cream cheese. Mm. That was delicious, too. Could also do, would you ever do apples and peanut butter? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, that's a good one, too. That'll probably be my snack today when I get home at mm. 2 o'clock. All right, maybe I'll, listen, Jerry, look for this tomorrow. I might have some additional snacks. So I have a little more peanut butter left that I could scoop up and... Before I give that a rest. And suck it down. And then suck it down. Random thought I had today. I saw a horse on television. You know there are places where there are wild horses? Isn't that yeah. wild? Isn't that weird wild stuff? Like well, you, there are places in the world where, where horses. Roam. Yeah, where the, no one owns them. Yeah. That's There's so still a lot of land bizarre. out there, man. Just you ever, horses. You ever watch the Nat Geo channel? I used to. I tell you, they have some shows. There are places in this world that are the most beautiful and still not even, you know, no one's living there. No one's come in knocking trees down. No yeah. one's building anything yet. I'm sure at some point they will, but it's a big world, man. Yeah, well, just wild horses like running on a beach somewhere. Like, I would think what? Iceland might have wild horses. Yeah. Seems like great, there's a lot of land. That great Rolling Stone song, Wild Horses. Yes. Wild horses. That was a random thought. <laughs> it was. I saw it on TV. I was like, man, there's like wild horses somewhere. Like horses are one of those things where you think somebody owns this animal. Right. That every horse has an owner. And not all are. Not true. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Then I got I, had a, I thought I had a really good discussion with Gina this weekend about uh, about audience and what people consume Mm-hmm. And, like, how difficult of a time we're at to know what to talk about. I find myself struggling with this sometimes, like, as far as, like, on the radio and things. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to 
you're making big big assumptions that other than talking about the NFL, everything else is a wild assumption that's that your audience is seeing it or watching it. True. I mean, I'll come back to what I've always said for years and years to you, and I, I still think it applies. I think yeah. the audience has to like you. I mean, there are many times I used to listen to Mike and the Mad Dog and didn't give a goddamn about what they were talking about. Yeah. But I wouldn't turn it off. It was Mike and Chris. Yeah, but I wonder now with so many options, if people go, I, well, I like them. I'll come back when they're talking about something I, I want suppose, to talk about. I suppose. I mean, I listen, I do. I listen to Brandon and Sal driving home almost every day, regardless of what the topic is. Um, I like those two guys. Uh, perhaps if I'm a fringe listener, then I'm gone if I don't like the topic. That's for that's for damn sure. Yeah. If I don't, let's say it's Mike and Lou in the afternoon, and I turn it on the day after a big Nets win, whatever. I was just throwing something out there. And I want to hear what they have to say, and then they start talking about the Knicks. Well, I had enough of that. <laughs> I'm gone. I think that's very difficult when you're talking about the listener that's sort of a listener and sort of has their attention in other places. And isn't yeah. like... For lack of a better term, a die, not a diehard, but someone that's there every day. You know, well, we do have that. We do have a lot of listeners that are there every day, regardless right. of what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I always always thought about though, like the the I, you have to get the other people as well, right? Otherwise, you have a, a small, really sure. hardcore group. But, but you I can't even, please everybody. But I'm even wondering, like. What things can you now? Nothing's ever going to be everybody, so you can't say you could say. I could assume that people who listen to WFN watch the NFL. Yeah, I would, sure. I think that's a I think that's a really good assumption yep. you can make. I don't know about the like how much of the other ones you could say I I can make this assumption. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can also make the assumption that the majority of people who listen to WFN have Netflix. I think most people I would agree with that. Yes. But I think when you get to the other streaming services now you're Well, you, Netflix is by all alone, personally. They yeah. were the first. I mean, I remember the guy, Dallin Cuff, I used to work with at Columbia. He had Netflix before I ever heard of it. So I do agree with you. They were the first ones. They're going to be the biggest. There's no doubt about that. So I think you're right about that. But to say, like, oh, um, our audience is watching the Patriots documentary on Apple+. Plus. Probably not. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Because not everybody has it. You're right. Or not the majority of people don't have right. it. But you would expect the majority of people to have Netflix. Right. Yeah, it's weird. But even the NFL, I've, I can use the example of my brother. My brother's a big Giants fan. We're talking Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. As he has said to me, he goes, I love you. You're my brother. I'm out. I'm tired of hearing about the Jets. And he will go to ESPN Radio or he'll put his music on. He's not in. Like he said, he goes, I'll listen as much as I can. But there are certain topics I'm not interested in. Yeah. And that's the weird thing I think about. New York versus the other markets. Yeah. Where everyone, you could assume, if you're listening to WEI in Boston, you're a Red Sox fan, a Bruins fan, a Celtic fan, and sure. a Patriots fan. Let me ask you this question. Even something as simple as, all right, so we have 660 AM that pretty much simulcasts 101.9. Sometimes we break away. What if, think about our demographic, men 25 to 54 is the most important that we work, that we deal with. What if you made 660, 24, and I mean this, 24-7 hockey, Rangers, Islanders, and Devils, and you gave hockey fans a legit, not once every eight months we're going to put a coach on for 10 minutes, but you knew you go to 660, they're talking New York hockey. And if it's not 
taking calls. You're hearing from the Rangers coach once in a while. You from really things you don't get around here. I actually think that would do relatively well. Yeah, because it's isolated, it's it's targeted, and it's filling a need that right now there's a big void. And I think you see these arena. I mean, they put eighty thousand people at MetLife Stadium two days in a row, and the tickets on the secondary market were outrageous. You can't tell me there's not a market for it for men 25 to 54. That's the audience. So let's say they played all their games at MetLife Stadium. How long before there was no longer 80,000 people Mm, there? It's 81 games. It's not 16 games. Right. Like I can make the case if you play 81 football games, you're not packing in 80,000 fans. Right. But, I mean, the Rangers put 20,000 in and have every single game. It's not 80. It would be 41 home games, not 80. Sorry. Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. But you probably get 40,000 every game, I bet, I would think. Yeah, it's just such a weird, it's a, it's a weird time to be in. And like radio is a mass medium, right? So mm-hmm. it's not niche. So you've got to be talking about the things that you think most likely your audience. Yeah. And it's just so much harder now than it used to be, right? The assumption was, Okay, if you were going to do pop culture stuff, you could talk about American Idol. Everyone was watching yeah, American yeah. Idol was getting yep. insane numbers. Yep. There's almost nothing like that. Not right now. Um, I'm trying to think what's out. Like there. I think a great example is what what. So this weekend, entertainment story wise, was Shane Gillis hosting Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. There are. An enormous amount of people that have, as he said in his monologue, you have no idea who I am. Yeah. There are people that are hardcore into him. Mm-hmm. And you go, well, Saturday Night Live put him on, but they don't have a huge audience. Not anymore. And you can't assume the audience saw that at all. No. So is that off the table for a topic? Or not a topic, for something to be discussed? I don't think anything's off the topic because I'll always come back to if you're a Boomer and Geo fan, you're going to put it on. That said, I don't know that you're doing an hour on it. Yeah, I mean, I think you you have to... And I even think about this with games, too. So, like, if you're talking about the Yankee game or the Met game that happened the night before, I do think you still have to approach it as if the audience didn't see it. Like, to jump in and be like, start right at in the third inning when they... Like, wh- what are you talking about? Versus football, because I think, like you said, it's like a you're doing once a week versus all these games. Mm-hmm. So it, right, right. Even like a big time Met fan is not watching every game because yeah. they simply can't. That is very true, especially when you run into families that have kids that are playing youth sports. There's 162 games. You might be lucky to see 90 of them. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, and that's a big number. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. I think you know the YouTubeization of our society has made it to where, and the podcast. Granted, there might be too many of them, but the podcasts, too. If you're interested in a topic, you can consume that topic 24-7 in different ways. Whereas this is all-encompassing, and you're trying to satisfy tons of different people. Right. Which is hard to do, which is where the personality comes in. I also think it's weird that radio shows, they try, we podcast everything. Yeah. But radio shows content is spread over for is really to be consumed by people dropping in and out. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And yet we're a podcast is consumed and I'm going to put this on from start to finish 
and hear the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So when we make radio shows, we take a radio show and repackage it to a podcast. We're repackaging it into something it isn't. Correct. Just like we don't, you wouldn't put Gary, Keith, and Ron simulcast on FAN because they're doing a television Mm -hmm. show and we're doing a radio show. It's just like I was thinking, like, let's say I had a random radio station where I didn't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. And I cut a deal with Joe Rogan. And I use Joe Rogan just because he has, by all accounts, the most popular podcast. And I said to Joe Rogan, I'm going to do a deal. Um, We're going to take your podcast and we're going to run it on the radio station. Which ESPN does that on satellite, by the way. With what? They have ESPN podcast on Sirius. They take certain podcasts and they just they run them twenty four seven. It's like a podcast channel. Yeah. So I think if I were to do that, if I were to take ninety two three, and I'm going, mm-hmm. oh, we're not going to do uh, ten ten wins anymore. Ninety two three is going to be the Joe Rogan channel. That would fail miserably. It might. I don't know. You're probably right. I don't know because Joe Rogan's not is doing a podcast not for people to drop the needle on and hear. It's more of a full. That's the thing. Like with radio, it's like it's a it's a constant like. It should be constant, like reset and uh, what are we talking about and what? That's why, like when I used to work the Imus show as Breen's tape op, when I would fill in, and I always be like, you know, he would say, "I need seven clips basically for six twenty and seven twenty. Like, all right, well, what are you doing later? And he was like, "No, it's fine." He goes, "Because the people that are listening at eight in the eight a.m. hour were sleeping at six o'clock, and the people in nine o'clock hour were not around at seven o'clock." And he would always talk about how really you had like a 45-minute window where you thought someone might listen for, but that would be like someone listening for four hours was insane. No one's doing that. And then they would always joke about the 9 o'clock hour. The audience is much different because people are in their office buildings now. No one's driving and no one's heard anything. And so they would rerun things. Sometimes they'd run the same clips every hour if it was good. Yeah. But you have to have hosts that are going to sell that. Most hosts get very bored with the same, even though it's new to the audience, they're like, this again? So it takes a lot of, I don't know if training is the right word, but it takes a lot of getting used to. Yeah. For sure. Because if you think, like, if you got a great piece of audio at 620, why would you not run it again at 720 and 820? And game-winning shots, we do that. But there's a lot of times I won't run the same stuff more more than once or twice. Yeah, you're right. Like uh, with with play by play from a game, mm-hmm. yes. But you're right. If you were to run back a a, a Shannon Sharp Ocho Cinco discussion about women's feet, mm-hmm. and you played it at six twenty, I'm was probably hilarious. saving it for a moment of the day now. Yeah, as opposed to what I really should do is play it again at seven thirty, and it, the but you don't get the same reaction from everybody in the room, right? Even though it was probably great, and the people listening like it. Yeah, what a hard battle. to recreate that. Very hard to recreate that. And I do think that fourth hour, I know you always say two. I think three hours, especially with two guys. Solo, you want to tell me a solo person doing a two-hour show? That's That makes sense to me. Two guys, three hours to me is perfect. That fourth hour is hard. Yes. It's just you've talked about everything there is to talk about already. Oh, let's reset, do it again. Yeah. Four hours a lot. It is. And yes. that's where I think the call, if you had good callers, yeah, they work. But what's funny is the callers here, at least in the morning, and I don't know about the rest of the day, when the topic is not sports, the callers are so much better. Okay. 
Well, maybe because sports is black and white in a lot of cases. Yeah, I think so. You know, there's only so many different opinions you could have. Should have taken him out? Shouldn't have taken him out. You know, meaning a pitcher or... Yeah, Yeah. so on the show today at 9 o'clock, they, they did the, uh, the, the trans women mm-hmm. athletes playing women's sports. Mm-hmm. We know the arguments on both sides. Yeah. So I was trying to screen calls that would be good, and I was not coming up with a lot. Right. It was either people that wanted to agree with Boomer and Gio without adding anything, so that's kind of pointless to me. And then the other argument for it has already come up in the discussion against it. So it was hard to, like, find something that was fresh or that wasn't already. Like, that's a topic that's been right talked about and talked about. How much about fresher it. are you going to get? Right. You know, I told you my take last week, and that's start new transgender leagues. And the argument, well, there's not enough. Well, you know what? When Major League Baseball started, I think there were six teams. <laughs> like, right. you got to start somewhere. We're going to just wait till there's millions of transgender people. I mean, or you have to play the way you were biologically born. And if that means a girl's running around on the court, but she was a man, well, then that's what it's got to be. It's, there's got to be lines drawn somewhere. And we can't just, there's too much in life where we just kind of fly by the seat of our pants, you know, but hmm. whatever. That is what a topic, is? though, that will get people talking. I mean, there are certain hot button topics. It will. You know, that's one of them. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I yeah. love those types of topics. I'm I'm well aware. But people didn't have a lot of like fresh angles when yeah. they when they were calling about it. Understood. I like fresh angles, Jerry. <laughs> yes. I like fresh angles. I like apples with peanut butter on them. But you had enough of the peanut butter. There's a thing, a celery sticks thing that they do with peanut butter where I think it's called like something about ants, like the the little insect ants. Yeah. Where you take the celery you put the peanut butter, then you put chocolate chips, and it yeah. looks like ants. I thought it was raisins. Is it chocolate chips? Oh, maybe okay. it's raisins. Either way, yeah. yes, I am aware. I mean, I'll make some of those tonight, Jerry. I'll make some. I'll make some celery ant peanut sticks. butter ant sticks. Yeah, you're really. Uh, you, do you eat? Do you still have pizza on Fridays? Yeah. Oh, you do. Okay. Not all the time, but I like. I did this weekend. I miss it. Yeah, it's tremendous. I'm two weeks out now. Yeah, because we do it usually every Friday, and my kids had pizza Friday. Were Saturday? They had it last Friday. I'm like. I want pizza. <laughs> and even the bagels. I haven't had a bagel now in a couple weeks. Like pizza on Friday, bagels on Sunday. Like those are the two worst things I eat. It's yeah. Like, I miss it. I know it ain't good for me, but no, whatever. Yeah. But, but well, yeah. But why don't you think you can do I, that and do be really good the rest of the time? Um, Because I generally do and nothing is like nothing's where I did find a uh, one of these guys on. I actually meant to copy and send it to you. One of these diet workout guys that supposedly has all the data behind him that talks about how your body stagnates um, based on your patterns. Like your body actually understands, like you're not going to trick it. Like if you're going to go on a diet, you know, you know, I always tell you sometimes I'll have a calorie deficit for like 10 straight days and I will like lose nothing. He actually gives the example of how it's got to be sustained. It's not a short burst type of thing. And if you've done it before, your body knows it, which I thought was very interesting Hmm. and how you can try and go up and down, but in the end, the body is going to regulate because the body knows what you're doing. You ain't fooling it. It's very interesting. And it's after 40 is basically, it's almost like he was saying 
the body's like a computer. It knows all the data from four decades. The body keeps score, as they say. Yes. And so you can try and, unless you make real changes, yeah, body's going to win. It's very, it's very interesting. Because yeah, I always thought, like, let's say somebody was like a strict, they eating really well every day and they weigh uh, 170 pounds mm-hmm. and that's their weight, 170 pounds, and they're eating right every day, every day. Then they decide on Friday they're going to have a, a large pie and two donuts. Right. They're not going to gain a pound from that. I wouldn't think so. If you're talking, I mean, that in a case like that, you're 95% clean. and Yeah. I, no, I don't think anything like that would hurt you. But I think what hurts you is if it's more than the one time a week. Right. Like the, a lot of people will tell you a 75-25 diet is good. What this guy is telling you is that it's not good. You, that 25% crap hurts you a lot more than the 75% eating. Good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the sedentary life is, is brutal, too. Yeah. Just sitting around is death. Yes. Which we do. Hmm. All right. I think I'm bringing my dog in here on Wednesday. Oh, That's cool. part of a farmer's dog situation. I wanted to say one thing, one thing about your dog. Yeah. I heard you and Eddie on the on the podcast last week when oh, I was yes. away. Talking about how you, you, know, you rush out of here and you don't do anything because yes. you don't want to go out and... Let me just put this thought in your head. All right. I appreciate the fact that you feel bad for your dog, mm-hmm. that you don't want to go out and do something fun for an hour because you left her alone for nine hours already. Right. Then I get home and I don't want to leave her. Just think of this before you actually continue your life this way. Okay. Number one, when you leave, it's the middle of the night. The dog is going to be going back to sleep anyway after you take her out. So you're really probably talking about a time from maybe six to noon. Right. It's not nine. It's not nine hours. It's more like five to six hours. Number two, if you didn't adopt that dog, adopt that dog, there is a very good chance that dog gets destroyed, as many are that don't get adopted. You are providing that dog with warmth. Yes, I am. Air conditioning, run of the condo. I know it doesn't have a backyard, but run of the condo. You feed it and you bring it to a freaking doctor. That's correct. To make sure it's healthy. I promise you, you have done more for that dog than that dog could have ever asked for. So if you need to go out for an hour once in a while, F the dog. Mm -hmm. She's fine. Yeah. You have provided the dog with a wonderful life that it otherwise might not have ever had. So just give yourself a little bit of credit. Okay. And take some of that guilt off your shoulders and go live your life a little bit more. I'm going to have you, Jerry, on Wednesday. When she comes in, you tell her that. I will. We're going to sit her down right there at a microphone. I'll be happy to tell her. We tell her, Jerry. We talk, we'll talk man, Listen, two men. Suck it up. You could have been dead. Correct. Thank you. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show. So.